Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to the Team Selection Podcast on the AFL Ratings Network. My name is Pete and I go by the name of AFL Ratings Pete on Twitter. Welcome to co-host and seven purse, Ryan Daniels. G'day, Ryan O. G'day, Pete. How are we going? All good. Pretty clean week for like notable fantasy mm. players this week, but it was as like Thursday was a news heavy day for quite a few players out there. But I think we avoided most most of the damage there. So let's get into some d- discussion here on some key notable players uh, for round nine. So Trent Cotchin returned to the Tigers, while Justin Clark and Noah Cumberland are omitted. Uh, so not really fantasy relevant, but just interesting that Judson Clark makes way. And also Noah Cumberland, who I think uh, provides a good forward option for the Tigers, uh, makes way as well. I like both those guys. I think they've both got ASL ability. So I, I particularly Judson Clark for me, I know they keep talking about Cumberland, and he, he's got some assets, but I really like Judson Clark for mm. future. Like if I was in a keeper league and I was a really bad team, I'd, I'd be looking at guys like Judson Clark and thinking, hey, maybe there's something here. Um, with Cochin back... You know, does it impact Prestia? Does it impact Taranto? Does it impact Hopper? Probably not a lot at this point. Like Cochin's really just a sort of an additional piece at this stage, so I doubt it impacts them at all. On to Geelong. So Brandon Parfit comes in, and Chris Scott says today that he's going to play big minutes through that midfield, so that's one to take interest off, especially with a couple of injuries down at Geelong. While Jai Clark makes his AFL debut, uh, Patrick Dangerfield with that hamstring injury. This uh, is probably a couple of weeks, but they'll be conservative in his return there as well. Brad Close suspended for the Cats as well. Yeah, so you assume, as you say, danger, they'll be conservative. If he needs another week, they'll give it to him. Parfit, Parfit's interesting because he's shown the ability in the past to score big. I think he had a game, well, quite a while ago now, where he put up around the 140 mark, which I think that one game has led us to always keep him on our radars. Um but I think he's probably running out of chances to be that guy. Um, this could be his, you know, maybe not his last window, but but another chance, I suppose, to cement himself in that team. So Clark's going to be the sub. Did I read that right? Yep. So Joy Clark has been named in the emergencies. So based on, obviously, Geelong announcing his debut, that he should be the sub for tomorrow night. But I wouldn't put it past Chris Scott to make a lot of change there as well. Yeah, that's true. Do you know what? One thing that Avril needs to do immediately, Andrew Dillon, if you're listening, I know you love this podcast still, um, make it official. You cannot debut as the sub. We don't like it. No one likes it. It's it's the worst. Um, scrap it and, and just make them play a full game if they want to come in. So, um, yeah, I think we've uh, well and truly covered the Cats. Okay, on to the next one here. So West Coast, Callum Jamison, Brady Hoff and Harry Edwards into the team. Uh, Shannon Hearn with an adapter misses. Uh, Joy Cully, unfortunately, is out with an ACL injury there as well. Luke Edwards has been managed. Uh, what's going on with West Coast this week? Yeah, flattening about Cully. I really like the kid. Uh, he's out of contract. He's got a year out of the game. He's, 
Um, you know, he was starting to show signs, a rising star nomination two weeks ago. West Coast have had a long injury list for two years, but, you know, a lot of those are sort of, you know, veteran players with soft tissue stuff and you can see it coming, but when you lose a, a kid that's one of your probably, you know, eight to ten guys that you can see a future for, um, it's probably really, really flattening for them. So that's a bummer. Hearn's got an adductor issue. He's, he's going to miss at least a couple of weeks. Um, obviously, he's in his last season. So how many more games Shannon Hearn plays this year? And, and you know, for the West Coast Eagles, hard to say, but I wouldn't be surprised if we see an early retirement from, from Shannon Hearn at some point once a few of those other guys start to come back. Um, Luke Edwards is going to get a spot in the sub vest well don't wear a vest anymore I guess but he'll be the sub this week so um, there's not a lot there to take into account in terms of fantasy relevance for West Coast other than you know, if you have a keeper and you've got colour you'll be pretty bummed on to the next one here so they're your opponent on Friday night so the double header Friday night football uh, just a couple, couple of notables from Gold Coast here so Sam Flanders omitted and that's also in the contract year so that's really interesting uh, Ben Long misses uh, with the back concern and obviously uh, Gold Coast have actually got a, quite a few injuries to significant players there as well so uh, Long misses there as well Lockie Weller's out with his knee swelling there as well uh, Holman's out, Ainsworth's out, and obviously Took Miller's out. So, you know, it's pretty much difficult at the moment to lock down the best 22 uh, for the Gold Coast Suns. So, you know, positions are up for grabs, and we've got obviously a couple of fringe players in there from a fantasy perspective. So uh, we really don't have a definitive on where all those players sit, even as we uh, speak at Thursday night just before round nine. Yeah, on Gold Coast, I think we said this last week, we haven't had a week where they've all played. Um, so we don't really know how it looks. Uh, Rory Atkins held his spot, and there was a lot of talk today about whether he'd play or not, and there's a lot of silly rumours. If you're one of those people and you're listening to this and you, you sort of get off on you know, spreading these rumours around, all I will say is don't put anything out there that you don't know to be true. It's okay if you hear a rumour and you're like, hey, guys, this might not be right, but I've heard this. That's different to try to claim that something is right. It's a really dangerous thing, and it's a really silly thing to do. So I would just say, pump the brakes on that stuff. Um, but it's good to see him hold his spot. Good to see Fiorini get another crack. Um, that's going to be an interesting game Friday night because, as you say, Gold Coast got a lot of guys out. West Coast have more out. Um, but, you know, there's, there's a sneaky, sneaky chance West Coast could be competitive in that game. They've been pretty competitive in a lot of games for about three quarters mm. and then fallen away against quality sides. And Gold Coast might not have enough quality to be that side that pulls away. So I'm calling that game tomorrow off Triple M. I'm actually kind of excited. It's not one that I'm walking going, there's no chance here, like I did against Carlton two weeks ago, calling that West Coast Carlton game. So I'm, I'm watching that one closely. Yeah, and against the Tigers last week, uh, Eagles were actually, although Adam Simpson said today they were just hanging on, I thought they were pretty good. And for when they've had a pretty uh, healthy team and no injuries within game, I, I've actually liked what West Coast have done uh, this year, and it's nothing compared to where, where they were with regards to their game style and game play from last year. I agree, 100%. They're definitely an improved side. We just haven't had to see it. Uh, too often because of the personnel, but if you track all their games, there's been points where they've been in the game for big chunks um, and then just been um, sort of blown away. You know, eventually the damn wall can't be held up, but Gold Coast are not that good, so maybe you can hold the wall up a little longer and, and even pinch it. 
Next one here, so Tom Hickey named for Sydney along with Will Gould, so he gets a full game there as well. Good to see uh, Peter Laddams out with that arm injury, and that happened at the first centre bounce last week, and he didn't come on until late in the first quarter there, so he's out for this week. And unfortunately, Tom and Cutton uh, sustained concussion there along the way there, so he's showing concussion symptoms. Um, so he is sidelined again there. Aaron Francis into the 22 after being sub last week. So it's really interesting with regards to Callum Mills' role. Um, with regards to Will Good coming in and Aaron Francis coming into that team who can play defence, I would suspect that Mills potentially stays in that midfield. Now, if it was just a one-for-one swap or there wasn't a defender coming back into that team, I would suggest that Mills might go back. But based on uh, how Sydney have announced their team, I kind of think that he might be in the midfield again this week. Yeah, the Gould addition is interesting because he can obviously play as a key defender, like a slightly undersized one. And Francis is in the same boat. He can play as an undersized... Well, he's, he's a pretty big dude, but a slightly undersized key defender. So you would think that maybe Mills will either be back in the middle or at the worst, being sort of that loose third defender where you can mm. sort of get a few intercepts and, and read the play and set it up from back there. Well, I always laugh now about Will Gould because for two or three years there, every AFL fantasy classic coach had him on their bench. And because of the way Sydney's finally played him as the sub the first couple of games and now he's come in, we'll never get the chance to have him. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy that we always seem destined to have in our team at some point has somehow become... Someone we can never bring in. Um, I just always thought that was pretty funny because he's been a ghost for so long. Um, but yeah, you're right about the Mills role. That's the big watch. And you reckon Mills is going to get back status? Uh, the percentage should be up there. Uh, so obviously if we get a couple of heavy games at defence uh, the next couple of weeks, it might push it over yeah. the edge. So yeah, it'll be close. Yeah. I would say he should. Like, There's every chance he just plays pure mid for the next two weeks and doesn't get it. But it does feel like he's played at least half of his game time in, in the back line for the past few weeks. So that'll be a, a watch for me. Okay, on to Fremantle here. So Nat Fife appears to be this up again, I would presume. So no change for the Dockers this week. Yeah, no change. Fife, he will be the sub. He played well in that role last week. I think they just want one more week out of him um, as the sub. Interestingly enough, in the, that game, he didn't do the warm-up at all, right? Yeah. The game. So he goes out there, has a couple of shots for goal, still in his tracksuit pants, still in his runners. It was a really strange thing to see. At quarter time when they do the huddle he didn't even go out there whereas you know the Bramble who was a star for Hawthorne he went out there. He didn't do the run up and down the boundary a bunch of times which the sub tends to do throughout a game to stay ready. Um, it was really odd and we were watching it really closely from the Triple M box thinking what's going on here? Like is there a chance he won't even play at all? That's what um, I thought. And yeah. after the game yeah, I did ask Justin Longmere, and he said, no, that was part of the plan. Basically, they just needed a little bit of time for him to get that foot warm. They didn't want to overdo it. Um, they had to take, they essentially took a risk that they didn't get an injury in the first five minutes because then he would have had to play a whole game. He would have had to warm up on that foot. Um, he did his warm up at half time and ended up coming on, I think, maybe at the end of the third or start of the fourth. So it worked out perfectly for them, but it was interesting to see how they navigated that risk. Um, and maybe because they were playing Hawthorne, they, they, they were able to do that. Yeah, so the one player I actually wanted to ask you about this week was Neil Erasmus. So obviously Matt Johnson, uh, suspension there as well, on the radar there as well. Will Brody added that team there as well. Like, how solid is Neil Erasmus in that team, do you think? 
I don't think he's like locked in. Like as you say, Johnson's back next week, and what we tend to see with these young players who get suspended, and it's you know he was playing pretty well before that, is that they they kind of tend to bring them back in and show them that hey no, if you go hard, you'll you'll be looked after. Um, Brody was best on for Peel last week. He's travelling emergency. So while I like what Erasmus has done, and I know they rate him really highly, and he's a big part of their future, I wouldn't say that the job security is perfect because you do have Johnson and Brody ready to come back in a drop of a hat, and Fife is going to play a full game probably next week, and he played probably at least thirty, probably forty percent of his time in the middle, based on what he did last week and, and the, the, the talk over here. So as much as I think Erasmus is value, and I like him. I wouldn't say he's secured in that team. Yeah, I had a lot of questions here on the Plus 6 pod earlier this week, and obviously just speaking to you now, those questions still remain. So probably just... Yeah, they do like him, though. He he can play. Yeah, it's just that there's there's too many guys. So um, he might find himself... If he has a week or two of quiet form, he might find himself on the outer. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The next one here is Hugh Greenwood, a name for the kangaroos, while Ben Cunnington, interestingly, omitted yeah, and he was really... He's had a couple of games this year. I've watched him really closely for a number of reasons, and one of those is I've got him in my keeper league. And he he just has looked, in a couple of games, really slow and really old. Like, other games, he's been fine. Um, and it, often it's dependent on the personnel that North Melbourne's got out there and what role he's playing. Um, but on the weekend against St Kilda, in a game that was pretty gross to watch at the best of times, he looked... He looked a step slow and he looked a step old. So, um, you know, it, it comes for all the greats. And, you know, Ben Cunnington's been a fantastic player. But right now, um, he needs to go back and work on his game. He needs to, you know, he's never been a fast player, but he needs to get more energy and he needs to get gassed in it because he, I don't think he is in their best team. And one thing that Clarko has done, and he threatened to do this two weeks ago, he said, if we're not winning... Yep. Well, we may as well lose with the young guys. And we saw it last week, and he dropped a bunch of dudes. Even Aaron Hall, who's been getting a heap of the footy. Um, now he's done Cunnington. He dropped um, a couple other dudes last week that was sort of that fringe age. Um, and he's gone, no, well, we're going to play the kids. So I like it. I think he's doing the right thing. Um, and I don't think Ben Cunnington deserves to be in that team after the way he played last week. So I wasn't that surprised, to be honest. Yeah, I think I think you might have hit on there something. There's the transition might be in progress right now because Clarko can see how this season is going to unfold. So the best way to get to where you want to go, and that is obviously a premiership, is to put games into youngsters. So and one of those players on the radar uh, obviously had a knee concern a couple of weeks ago is George Wardlaw. So I wouldn't think it wouldn't be once he's healthy uh, too much time before he comes into the team. And yeah, obviously. Uh, Drew he was into that team uh, Bergman came back into that team last week Godel will be back into that team there as well and like yeah I think the trans- you might have hit on something there the transition's actually happening now um, for the Kangaroos so let's go oh, on yeah. so let's go on to the next one here so Cam McKenzie in for the Hawks while Jack Scrimshaw one of your favourites omitted and Josh Ward unfortunately has picked up a foot injury there 
something weird going on with Scrimshaw. Like, I, maybe I overrate him, but I I just think he's such a good user of the footy. He's a smart player. He, I don't know. I, if I were another ASL club, and I know I wanted a guy who was in the right age bracket of, I think he's about 24, maybe 25, Scrimshaw. He's played a good amount of footy. He's sort of versatile. I reckon you could play him on a wing. He's played a little bit of mid-time, and he's played a lot of half-back. I, I'm just shocked that he's not in that team. I, I, I'm very surprised. So if I were, you know, a list manager, I'd be circling the name Jack Scrimshaw and going, maybe I, maybe we can get this guy. Um, that's a shock to me. It was a shame to see Ward out. Hawthorne were really ordinary last week. I called that game for Triple M and it was far out. It was, it was a tough watch from their perspective. There wasn't really much in the way of positives. Will Day was pretty good, in the, particularly in the first half, but after that it was, it was pretty gross. Yeah, uh, Jack Scrimshaw, 24 years of age and 25 in September. So yeah, you're spot on there. And I, I think he offers something, especially across half back. Uh, and, oh, you know, definitely. Yeah, and you're probably right there as well. Is that like, don't forget, like one of my favourites at the Hawks is Josh Weddle. Like he's there as well, and, and there's obviously a couple yeah. of others yep. uh, to be in that position for the future. So maybe he's on just on the adder with regards to Sam Mitchell. So we'll see how that plays out for the remainder of the year. So let's move on here. Michael Hibbert back for the Demons, while James Jordan omitted for the Melbourne as well. Yeah, um, it's, it's similar. Melbourne's one of the most stable teams, really. Like, their, their ins yep. and their outs are so stable unless they get a couple of injuries. So nothing really changes with them. Playing Hawthorne, they can put up some big numbers. Um, you know, everyone seems to score pretty big against the Hawks these days. So if you've got any fringe Melbourne dudes and you're wondering whether you should put them on, this is probably the week. And on to the next one here. So Brisbane, Danes will go back from a hamstring concern. They were Answorth over the... Yeah, the only player on the injury list is Daniel Rich. Which is insane. Like yeah. you, Brisbane's strength and conditioning and injury management department has just been off the charts for about three years now. Um, they're amazing. And even Zorko came back probably a week or two earlier than expected. So they're flying on all cylinders. Um, it's very hard to crack into that team. Um, there's good players in the twos. Brisbane's just rolling along beautifully. Uh, and they play Essendon, who are quite depleted from an injury perspective. So I actually think this is the game where Brisbane go whack. Um, Essendon could get blown out in this one, and I, I'd expect the Brisbane midfielders to rack it up. Yeah, next one here, obviously, is Essendon as well. Sam Durham, one of the returns for the Bombers, while Darcy Parrish, unfortunately, has picked up a calf concern and has been sidelined. Will miss. Yeah, Darcy Parrish once a year does this, right? Misses a, a couple of games with something that seems minor, and you hope it's only minor. And, um, pretty flattening. Um, I like Durham. I really like Durham. One thing this did do, as soon as I saw Parrish was out, I was like, right, who benefits? I'm like, oh, we'll set a field time again. Mm-hmm. So if you held set a field for an extra week or two, um, he might actually get a bit of a bump this week. So Ben Hobbs is probably the main winner. Yeah. But Setterfield's probably going to have his role solidified a little bit. So the main rotation is sort of that Merritt Hobbs uh, set of field. Um, with a couple other guys sort of getting some run through there as well. Maybe an Archie Perkins sees a bit of a win as well. But, um, yeah, Parrish is a bit of a blow. I reckon, Ryan, the biggest winner here is Ben Hobbs. Like, he was, even though yep. the Bombers were rolled in that game last week, and he had some really good moments at stoppages and like, obviously in contested situations. Fan. Yeah, like, he was, like, I was super impressed. Uh, don't have him in fantasy, so I wasn't on a close, close, close watch. But, man, he just did some really yep. good things, and I... You know, potentially, I think he's the big winner out of, uh, unfortunately, the Darcy Paris injury there. So we'll see how that plays out. 
love that call. Yep. Yeah, we'll see how that plays out. And obviously, we'll set a field there as well. A bigger body inside. And Jake Stringer is that bigger body there inside as well. So we'll see how that plays out at the Gabba there this week. And the next one here, uh, interestingly, James O'Donnell, um, son of cricketer Simon O'Donnell, makes his AFL debut for the Bulldogs. <laughs> uh, Adam Trelaw out with a hamstring injury. So just to keep him a watch on when he returns. But James O'Donnell, this is like an intercepting, in between a key back and a half back. Foolish enough, uh, as pretty good uh, disposal by foot. So, uh, like, it's almost fantasy relevant, but I'm not too sure how about his long-term prospects here, but there is, there's potentially a fantasy game about this. <laughs> this is, might be peak Bevo, because this kid I was reading about him today, he only got signed 35 days ago. Yeah, yeah. Like, he, he, he joined their list 35 days ago. Former cricketer, obviously, you mentioned Simon O'Donnell, um, is his dad, former footballer and cricketer, and it's a remarkable story. Um, and I, I think Jed Bustlinger, who was their first round draft pick, is playing in the VFL. Mm. Um, so this kid, they must rate him pretty highly if they're willing to put games into him before Bustlinger. And I don't know where Bustlinger's at, but he highly rated as a as a key back. Um, so it's an interesting choice. Maybe the kid will. Stick in for a few weeks, but this is this is just some some bevo magic, isn't it? Like, yeah. how many times has he plucked a kid that we've never heard of and played them ahead of guys that you think are in the mix? It's amazing. Yeah, bustling out WA uh, WA kids. That right? Yep. I got that right. And but unfortunately, he was injured. I think it was just over preseason. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, any listeners out there? But yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, yeah. over preseason as well. But you know, I did get to have a bit of a look at him. Uh, throughout pre-season and uh, kind of like what I saw. So it's probably just is a different stage, but, yeah, it might be just uh, a bit of a thing here. Might get him, get him in, have a look at him, and then send him back and develop some more. So give him a taste and obviously look to the future there. So, yeah, but he's, a, he's got a bit of a fantasy game about him. So I'm intrigued. Uh, probably not going to go there, but, yeah, definitely intrigued. Obviously, we can wait a week or two in season-long classic mode there as well. All right, so on to the next one here. So Matthew Kennedy into the 22 for the Carlton. Uh, team and yeah, obviously potentially one of the players to be impacted here after a few good weeks, Adam Chera. So Kennedy, I expect to go inside midfield at a high rate. So maybe that pushes Chera out just a little bit more. I don't know if you follow Josh Gallup on uh, Instagram or TikTok or wherever he's on. He's, he does some funny videos. Like he did a video a few weeks ago about fantasy and Adam Chera um, and yes. some guy not you know knowing he had it abused him for being in his team and not scoring. Since that video has come out, Adam Sherrod averaged 132. <laughs> I give Josh Gallup direct credit for Adam Sherrod's explosion in three weeks. It, the timing is, is incredible. It cannot be a coincidence. Um, but Sherrod's been amazing. Carlton are racking up the footy at ridiculous rates. They're not playing great footy, though. Um, and that would be a suggestion as to why they've brought Kennedy back, mix it up a bit. He's a bit of a different player. Um, what it does to all the roles, who knows? But, yeah, I'll... The scoring can't be sustainable, surely, for Chera. Like, he's not a 130-point player. No. Like, he might be a 110-point player the rest of the year, but 130, is un- that's, you know, Tom Mitchell prime areas. So if you if you had him, great. You've made a heap of money and enjoy the spoils. Um, but I wouldn't be chasing him now. And as you said, the role might shift with Kennedy. Yeah, and, and what's been happening, uh, obviously last week we've seen Josh Dunkley go off Patrick Cripps and, you know, just run off him and just Dunkley got a stacker ball there as well. But he was big, big enough and strong enough to go 
against Cripps at stoppages. So uh, I just wonder if Kennedy coming into that team, and, and he's a stoppage beast there as well. And he was really important to the Carlton last year until he sort of get got injured at the back half of the, the season, uh, that he was really good in that stoppage situation. So maybe it's just putting the band back together what they had the middle part of last year where they were really strong and really good contested uh, type team. So we'll see how that plays out for Carlton there this week. Yeah, I'm not sold on Chera. Uh, we'll see how that plays out, but I'm happy certainly to take him on. All right, just for Sunday, just a couple of games on the Sunday. We'll just go through a couple of changes here for the Giants and Collingwood. Toby Green has been named, but still questionable, and will be a test for that game. Got to get through training on Friday there. And while Billy Frampton's picked up an injury, he'll be sidelined, so a bit of a change-up with the ruck uh, there for the Pies. So I'll be interested to see how Craig McRae sets up that team uh, defensively. And obviously what we need now is a backup ruck for Mason Cox there as well. Yeah, well, it's, um, they've been piecing it together. I think Darcy Cameron's due back next week, by the sounds of things. Suppose, yeah. um, whether or not he has a run in the... Yeah, he might have a run in the VFL, I guess. That's possible, but... Um, Given where they're at, they probably need him out there and need to start getting some momentum. So, um, but they're flying. You know, at this point, I'll back Collingwood in to do whatever they need to do. Like I, it's it, they're very much the next man in sort of mantra, and it seems to be working for them. So, whatever's whatever they're doing, it's it's the right thing. All right, Ryan. So you said you were calling the game on Friday night at Optus Stadium, West Coast versus Gold Coast. Where else are you in your regular spots over the next week? Um, oh, the one I want to pump up is this week is a podcast. So we do a Hardball Gets podcast, um, the two-minute warning. We get on that podcast and we basically talk about every single team, give it two minutes each, um, and we have a bit of a laugh. And it's the idea of it is you can listen to you know, a lot of stuff and you, you might not hear your team get talked about. If you're a Port Adelaide fan or a Gold Coast fan or a Geelong fan or a Hawthorne fan, you're no guarantee to get coverage. Well, on that podcast, you get two minutes guaranteed. Um, and we, you know, we try to sort of spin it in different directions each week and, and go down some rabbit holes. So, um, yeah, Hardball Gets, um, AFL Show, Two Minute Warning is the pod. comes out Mondays and Tuesdays. Love it. So you can get me at AFL Ratings Pit on Twitter and also AFL Ratings and associated Twitter accounts there as well, aflratings.com.au for a stack of fantasy intel to help your decision-making out each week there. All right, until team selection next week, have a great weekend and good luck to the listeners around nine. Thank you, Pete. And, yes, good luck to those listeners.